welcome back to Mono Rants. That's right, we're not done yet. We've got one left in us, so let's crack on. I'm one of your hosts and Jack of All Trades Mono, and with me is my co-host and master of none, Kira. Sup, yo! We said we were done with the boys until season three, and we know VOD is a dirty word around here, but last week we got the final seven on seven from VNN. As we're not getting any more, we decided that we'll have a little bit of a chat about them. We're going to break down each month's 7-on-7 into what we think are tasty little nuggets for Season 3, or just the good old dipping sauce of world expansion. Dippy, dippy, dippy. Yeah. So, Kira, do you want to take us away with July's VNN segment? Number one, can we just praise Cameron Coleman? Yeah, I have the highest of praise for him, but not high enough that I bother to look up his name. No, 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 <laughs> no. I don't care who that actor is. I'm no, I sorry. do. I you just for the rest of your days will be known as Cameron Coleman. Yeah, he's I brilliant. Really, really hope that we get more of him in season three in just little he, asides, or hopefully as an interviewer. He is going to be in season three. Apparently, he has credits for season three. Oh, I'm like just. The characterization is spot on for every single one of the insane Fox News hosts. He's a little bit of all of them. He's so good. His eyebrows by themselves (laughs) deserve a mention because they move around his his face. In ways that are unexplicable. The, my favourite bit out of <laughs> all of the segments was at the end of the December one when he just starts singing to himself. Oh. But yeah, no, he was. He was he, absolutely fantastic. Just, oh, mwah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he was great. But as to some of the, the world-expanding stuff that we got in July's 7-on-7 seven seven segment, we found out that Homelander has been locked Moping up. Moping about the tower. <laughs> yeah, locked up in the tower. Since the the old Stormfront Nazi reveal. Yeah, he's been laying low, which... Probably for the best. Yeah, can't... Well, also, publicly, he's been romantically linked to Stormfront, so he's got to distance himself from that. Yeah. Privately, Ryan rejected him. Yeah. That's got a sting. Yeah, but I, I think it's it, it's just in there as to say... Nobody's seen him. Nobody's seen he's, him since. And the next bit that we get... He's probably off somewhere, like, abusing some milk. <laughs> yeah. And the, the next bit that we get is probably related to that in the, the Dawn of the Seven movie is rumoured to be cancelled. Yeah. Cameron... Probably because Stormfront features prominently in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's, It'll let's... either be recut or, like, re-edited heavily once they, like, replace her and they'll just do that thing that they did in that zombie film that came out recently. Oh, the Zack Snyder one where, yeah, yeah, yeah with when, uh, Tig Notaro and Chris Delia being... Delia, yeah, being, he was removed and she was filmed entirely on green screen and placed in, which must have been fucking shit for her. It'll be funny to see if we do get any more mentions to Dawn of the Seven. I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like that. Yeah, where they just, like, stick, like, shoehorn in a new person. We also get news that Blindspot is still missing. In inverted commas, missing. Well, he's, what, been shipped off on one of their missions? Yeah, to Argentina. There's another reference for you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's off in Argentina uh, on a a secret mission, but he does say there's rumours swirling around the the circumstances of his disappearance. Yeah, well, having his... He got tangoed. Yeah, he got tangoed. He, he's so, but I'm guessing he's dead. That uh, if if or they're saying they he's just, missing and often, but any time they've used the the missing on a or on a off mission. on a, a secret mission was translucent who died, A Train who was in a coma. So he's either yeah. dead or in a coma. 
I'd say they're probably keeping him hidden to see if his eardrums heal up. But he, I, 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 no, I reckon he did. He did. Because <laughs> he was just bleeding out on the floor. But I, yeah, I don't know. Not but really no, care, I think because he was kind of. Wah, wah. I yeah, I think I think there's a few things like that in the the segments across the months that are just wrapping up st- loose ends. Yeah, in, in case people had questions about, hey, whatever happened to Blind Spot? Well, now you know he, he he's been hushed up. Yeah, no, I think Eric Kripke learned from the whole. Is Adam still in the cage? <laughs> Question. Well, Kripke's able to wash his hands of that, I think, because yeah, he, that was nothing. he that dipped was out after yeah. season five. Um, <laughs> Left Adam in the cage. But uh, supernatural aside, and kind of related, because the only other world expandy bit involved ghost suits. Oh, God. The music video <laughs> Annie's for music Annie's video. song, um, for oh. the Translucent Tribute song. Oh, the empty Translucent Suits dancing Please, around if her. if you don't do anything else, go and look up the full video. Oh, it was excellent. It um, was excellent. It, it's, yeah, it, it's good. Yeah, no, it, it is hilarious. <laughs> And the ad in this segment, oh. the error sheet ad, was fucking brilliant. Yeah, well, done an obvious piss take of the MyPillow yeah. CEO who is known to be a mad Republican, Trumpist, <clears throat> super conservative Christian sell sheets in only shades of white if he could get away with it. What was it? Our, our newest shade of white? Milk! Milk. <laughs> But for the um, the season three, well, what we think anyway is going to be season three related stuff from July. Yeah. So you've the halt on V being, for the troops being distributed to the troops. There's a complete halt on that. That was mentioned at the end of season two. Yeah. But I think again, it's just it's just to reinforce it. Yeah. Um, because after the events of the congressional hearings, everything was kind of up in the air. Yeah, and then with Stormfront being blamed for it and outed as a Nazi. And also the fact that, you know, she was married to the guy that developed it, who also happened to be a massive Nazi. You've also got Huey being hired by Victoria Newman for the FBSA, but again, I think that's just a little note following on from season two because he went in looking for a job. Yeah, but it also confirms his job position. He It's mentioned that he's hired as a senior analyst. Yeah. Which for somebody who is a techie, that's quite a high position. She's moved him into a a position that benefits her an awful Probably more to do with the experience he's gained over the last year or so than his experience in the... uh... (laughs) He's a good one to have on side because apparently he's a lucky bastard. A leprechaun pissed on him when he was born. And I couldn't decide if the last bit from the 7 on 7 was world expanding or just season 3 relevant with Eagle the Archer attacking the church. Yeah, continuing his attacks on the church. Oh my god. What is he caught doing again? He is hunting... He pretends to hunt and then mount. And I'm not sure which kind of mount. Probably both. Um, his... <laughs> Just, I'm sorry. Because the picture that they have is the, the, the his boy wonder his sidekick yeah. person in a deer outfit. And yeah. I'm like, please let it be one of those like old school red like long johns with the little, the two buttons on the back with the butt flap. What, the deer costume? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I was just hoping that he goes dressed going... up in like an Elmer Fudd kind of get up. Oh, and he's hunting some wabbit? <laughs> yeah, and he's he's hunting or... that wascally sidekick. Yeah, or you could go full on, they've actually put some money into this and it's a custom furry suit. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I don't know if they'll, they'll, they'll go back to it much beyond that, but no. um, I think Eagle is going to be in season three. Probably so that's why I, I included him as, as season three relevant section. Yeah, 
Um, well, it depends. Like, if he's vocal enough and stirs up enough shit about the Church of Collective, especially if him and the Deep pair up, because the Deep, yeah. we do find out in a later Segment, seven on yeah. seven that the Deep is like, no, fuck you. Again, following through on his closing conversation with Adana in yeah. season two. Oh, and we do get a mention to Adana in the Eagle story that, that Adana's quiet the, and nobody's heard yeah, from him in a while. The normally extroverted social media yeah. friendly has, you know, gone quiet. Then that was all we got then for July. Yeah. There wasn't an awful lot in July compared to the rest of the, the months that we got, but I think that was more just to do it was a lot of it to do, to do with season two and yeah kind of, it was just wrap ups yeah. and kind of this is where we're at and the fallout from the revelations of Stormfront being big nasty. yeah whereas from August onwards it's a lot of like new information yeah so you've got Annie missing from public view by August stating at least that, a little bit and the, yeah there's reports that she's exhausted which Cameron's not too pleased about oh left wing fucking liberal fake lamestream media. media yeah snowflakes <laughs> fuck off yeah and the, yeah. the bit about the human wall that was formed to block out super terrorists and they all suffered from sunstroke or something dehydrate mass dehydration they they held hands and formed a wall like that's going to true patriots anything. true patriots <laughs> The other bit that we get is we finally get a bit of Maeve information and it seems like they're still pushing the, the Maeve gay agenda, well not agenda, but the Maeve gay um Yeah, they're trying to persona. make, Bosch are trying to make themselves over as being incredibly inclusive by just slapping pride stickers on shit and making yeah. things. She's that- off opening up an LGBTQ plus centre somewhere in, I can't remember. No, where. yeah, okay, fair enough, the centre is for disadvantaged youth. We applaud that. We don't need Vaught to slap fucking a whole load of extra propaganda on top but of it's, it. But it it's it's one of the first, uh, there is a developing theme from that one on. There's like, I think, is it in this one that we get the ad for the Global Wellness Centre, which is supposed to be a rehab centre. And then later on, there's Doesn't that bits about... just not smack of those Scientology fucking centres? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, and I have, I have a theory about that, but I'll save it for one of the later months. Oh, but yeah, from this bit with Mavon, there's a lot of philanthropic stuff from Vought that they try and push. Yeah. Which is obviously to counteract the, uh, <laughs> the yeah. whole Stormfront Nazi thing. Well, that's always, you know, your first response to anything is, well, look at all the good shit we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Look at this. Ignore that. Look at this. But speaking, look over there. Speaking of the, <laughs> the, um, the Global Wellness Center ad, that bit about heroin enemas and vase making. Uh, what will you turn to next? Yeah, like the worst thing you could do is is make a vase. Yeah, because it's after it's like vase. It's like, I don't know, meth laced cocaine or something like that. Heroin enemas and then the worst of the worst. Vase making. Throwing pottery. (laughs) No, in fairness, reenacting that scene from Ghost should be a crime. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And what's their tagline? There's no super without you. Is that their tagline? I was too busy laughing. Yeah, no, but it's supposed to be... It it looks like it's, it's rehab for soups. Yeah, it looks like, honestly, it looks like somewhere that Dr. Kellogg would have been proud to put his name on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, if, if you don't, don't know, understand that, go look up yeah. Dr. Kellogg. Yeah, it's 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 worth a read, all right. Yeah, and and you'll never look at breakfast cereal the same way ever again. <laughs> yeah, well, moving away from that, <laughs> um, we have our first comics related soup for season three mentioned in Supersonic, who used to be Drummer Boy. Yes, and Annie's old boyfriend. Yeah, apparently who she caught up in Holy Mary. 
At least in the comics, anyway. Yeah. We don't know why they broke up yet. We just know that they were a couple back in the day. The big all-American chiseled head on him, in fairness. Yeah, and he's supposed to have been... I I think when he, he's mentioned a couple of times across the segments, and I think later on he refers to him as having been in a super boy band. Yeah, he's now a pop star. So, yeah, he's like... He, I think he was a pop star, he was in rehab, and now he's like clean and back on the scene. Is he fucking, what's his name, from Motley Crue? Ricky Kicks? No. Ricky Kicks is from Metal Oculus. I know, but the person he's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. I like, um, they're kind of trying to push I'm that whole, sure. like, straight edge. I'm still, because he, because he was a member of Young Americans who were super, super conservative. And yeah. they're going to try and, like, spin that as he, <gasps> no, is he one of these Christian rock guys? It would be funny if he was a Christian rock guy. Or I don't know he, what his powers are, are supposed they, to be. Or are they going to give him like some of the Jonas Brothers kind of? We have the purity ring. Yeah, I, I really don't yeah. know what way they're going to go with him. We find out again. We find out a bit more about him later on. Yeah, because I can't remember what his powers were supposed to be. I don't even think they ever really go into it in the comics. Yeah. Um, what, like excessively good rhythm? <laughs> Can he produce the brown noise on any instrument? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Because, um, like, I can't think of any other reason why you would give him a fucking... I have no, no idea what those drums are actually called, the marching drums, because the one he's got isn't, like, the little snare. It's one of the big ones in the comic book. You and your fucking... You get hung up on the weirdest things. I know! <laughs> stop it. Okay. <laughs> Just Sorry. stop it. But the next point that will definitely make you happy, Deep has finally left the church. Yes! And oh, I love the deep. I'm so glad the deep grew some balls yeah, and, and stood speaks, up for himself. He speaks out about their psychological manipulation and an unholy obsession with Fresca. It is an unholy obsession with Fresca. I have no idea what. I, all I know is it's a carbonated soft drink. I've so, no idea. What I think it's, it's grape flavored, but there's a bunch Ugh. of well, their normal one is grape flavored, but there's a bunch of different flavors. I discovered the other day why a lot of shit in America is grape flavored, and it was something to do with blackcurrant being made illegal. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> The rest of the world uses blackcurrant. But this isn't the hundred things I learned from the boys. No, no, it's not. But <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there. Ew, why would you have grape-flavored soda? Ew, uh, uh. Uh, yeah, no, but that's the, the grape thing is why I think that Fresca's uh, drinking the Kool-Aid reference. Yeah, but um, yes, the Jeep has grown some balls and he has left and he is out on his own. Yeah. God help the rest of us. <laughs> God help all the dolphins out there. But it will be interesting to see in season three how he goes with nobody to tell him what to do. Yeah, cause... because he had he had Silwell and Vaught in season one, and he had the church in season two, and now he's out on his own. Is he still legally married to your one? Because that that'll would be... be interesting as well. <laughs> like, did she have to go with him? I reckon he's Cassandra probably got... of the terrible blowjobs. Yeah, I reckon he's probably going to hook up with Eagle the Archer, and they'll in go... season three. Yeah, they're going to go on some like campaign to take down the church. Yeah, well, yeah, I think maybe we will see them palling around together in season three. Are they going clearly... to pals around? purely because they've both left the church now and we hear about Eagle yeah. at least twice in the VNN and they're, being, and they're both being very very vocal and negative mm. against the church and it'd be fun to see the pair of them and A-Train because A-Train had been had been able to get in and out of these facilities and get the material 
it'd be nice to see if they can, you know, they can all go pals around together. I'm not sure if it, if it's anything to do with that, or I'm wondering, are they just trying to filter out the church stuff altogether and be like, Alistair Adan is dead, Eagle's left the church, yeah. and Deep has left the church, so yeah. we have no reason to hang around the church anymore. Yeah. So I think that might just be their way of saying, right, look, we're, we're done with the church and the collective stuff. Yeah. Um, as I'm, fun as it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, you don't want to piss off anything that in any way <laughs> references Scientology in a negative light and they well, kind of do. Well, yeah, maybe they were just like... They, they, They're just going to back off before people start showing up outside their house and filming them. <laughs> and, well, it, to do it again might have been a bit of a beating a dead horse. Yeah. Like, there's only so many gags you can get out of it. Yeah, the knacker's yard is calling. Yeah. We also find out that not only has V been halted in terms of the, the government troops, but also production of V has been halted. Yes, due to a number of leaked documents. Yeah. There's a bit of a soundbite from Stan uh, in regards to how well, it all lies and, and we'll continue to make sure that Oh we... it's word salad Yeah they, they, There's a soundbite in the previous 7 on 7 from Oh from Bobby from Singer Dicka- no, he's not singer. He's he is. Is he singer in this? He's as Bobby well? Singer in this as well. He's Bobby Singer in everything. I was just going to call him Dakota Bob. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's I wasn't going to be Dakota sure. Bob from the comics. Um, yeah, but he gives a same point in the previous one as well regarding them not using yeah. the on the troops. That one I'm interested in because I want to know where that leak came from. Yes, because it's the not boys are disbanded at, at this point. Yeah, there's Oof. a there's a convenient scapegoat later on in one of the yes. other segments. But as to who actually leaked it, I, I wonder will we get. And also what information was leaked that has made them halt production. I reckon it's what happens when you inject it into adults. That some of oh, them that explode, explode and some of them die and then you get... Or does this have something to do with this massive class action lawsuit that's being brought against Bob by other disgraced, disgruntled soups? Oh, you're jumping ahead to January now. I know, <laughs> Yeah, no, I hope they do reference back to that in season three because mm. that seems like a pretty important thing. And the only other bit of, of not even necessarily season three related is just that it's public now that A-Train is back on the seven. And will presumably <clears throat> have a race at some point. Yeah, that people want to know All A-Train does is do yeah. these exhibition races. Mm. September's segment, though, had one of the things that I was really, really curious about season three was, which was that the FBSA and Vought are teaming up to root out the bad apples in the soup community. Well, that looks good for Vought to be seen to be cooperating, especially given everything that's yeah. gone down. They don't need to be seen to be directly opposing yeah, a government it, it, fucking investigating public, whatever it is. Yeah, public facing, it makes sense for them to, to cooperate with the efforts of the FBSA. And if but Victoria Newman behind is in closed doors, yeah, if Newman and Edgar are in cahoots, now they have a convenient reason to meet up whenever the hell they want without people being like, why is the CEO of Vought and the head of yeah. the FBSA meeting up every other day? But they, they've they teamed up to take out Ezekiel? Um, is it mentioned in this one? I think I it's I think it's October's one where we find out that Ezekiel's been taken down. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is this is the lead into that that yeah. Vought are cooperating. are cooperating. Probably because they have to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> legally. Uh, they have to. It looks good for them and they can also control them. If they're willingly handing over stuff, they all have a, a certain measure of control over what materials they can hand over. Plus one of the other stories in September is that Vought are continuing to deny any association with the Sage Grove. 
facility. Oh, and they're going to buy it and turn it into a global wellness center. Yeah, now this one also really caught my eye as well because I was thinking, is the global wellness center going to be their new front for experimenting with V? Because if it's supposed to be a rehab for soups, then it wouldn't be unusual to see soups coming and going and, you know, because, oh, it's a soup rehab. Yeah. So I'm wondering, yeah, is that going to be their new front for it? But also, if pressure is on them about Sage Grove, it's just another reason why they would cooperate with the FBSA. Yeah. Because that was a shit show. (laughs) Yeah, well, depending on what way it was off the books this way they can be like they if it was probably bought under a dummy company mm. this way they can be like oh no look it's ours we've turned it all around we destroyed them files and got rid of all those people yeah yeah it'd be a convenient way to cover it up as well actually I'm surprised Stormfront didn't just burn it to the ground in fairness um yeah sloppy loose end well we know that there is loose ends because we saw a bunch of the soups escape yeah well Cindy's still <laughs> we know Cindy's still out and about yep and then there was another one that I couldn't decide as to whether or not it was going to be season three or just World Expandy, and that was the reference to Moonshadow. Well, that's going to be season three relevant because she's going to be competing in that competition. Yeah, that was why she's she's yeah. on there. But she's mentioned here as an up-and-coming soup who's going to be in Vox Sports Illustrated. And Swimsuit edition? Yeah, and speaking of Vox, the ad that we get in this segment is for Vox Plus. Oh, Vox Plus. Where you can control everything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's VPN or instead of ESPN, it's VSPN. Yeah, uh, oh, it's it, V everything. Yeah, except for uh, BTN, they've just called that Vot Soul. Uh, I can't but, remember. Yeah, all I can remember is is Coleman's comment afterwards about how it's like a superpower tiger ready to rip the heart out of an overconfident rat. <laughs> But the world expandy stuff in this one was quite fun because we get our, our Gal Gear gun advertisement. Oh, it's pink. <laughs> yeah, it's basically just a pink gun. Because cause why does random shit have to be gendered? Uh, who knows? Like Much big, less guns. Big for her and it generally costs more because it's fucking pink. Yeah, and and not to be outdone by the other gender, A-Train has decided that he also wants to have a song out. <gasps> And, and it's terrible. Adrian has released his song Faster, because that's the best he could come up with, was Faster. Well, no. Do you not remember when they're doing all the filming of The Dawn of the Seven? And, oh, uh, and she's the... like playing him stuff and is like, Dead Mouse wants to be on it. I think it's Dead Mouse. Some random DJ wants to oh, be no, on it. She, she says that they're going to get Lil Nas X to, to record the actual release version. Yeah, and he's just going to lip sync over it. He's going to do a total Millie Vanilli on it. This. <laughs> Probably. And we get uh, news that Homelander's back out and about. Oh, he's been opening Vodaburgers. Yeah. With his signature burger, the big homie. The big homie with bacon. The big homie with bacon and a side of freedom tots. I think so. Something, something equally ridiculous, yeah. It's supposed to be tater tots, which I've, if I'm right, tater tots are potato croquettes. Uh, no idea. Maeve is also in the news this this week. Oh, brave Maeve's fucking... Um, Her inclusive kingdom, kingdom is opening in Vatland. Which had previously been, been like Brave Maves, like Rock'em Sock'em That was like arena. her battle arena. Yeah, which, that's Bit inclusive. Bit of a switch from a battle arena to an inclusive kingdom. Yeah, and yeah, when you I hear battle arena, I just was picturing guys 
on horses with like morning <laughs> stars, like where everybody's going at each other. Yeah. But now it's Brave Maze Inclusive Kingdom because they're really laying it on thick. Yeah. No, they they definitely are, are still pushing the whole. Maybe it's gay. We have a gay hero. Look, look, look. It's, again, it's more look over there. Yeah. Well, forget about the Nazi. Look, we have a gay yeah. hero and, and we have this black hero who's like releasing music and we have this good, wholesome, blonde superhero. Yeah. It, it's all look over there. Yeah. But that was all we got out of September segment. Yeah, and October then, gave us a few more kind of tasties. Yeah. Um, Some things that, one thing that I can't work out if it's going to be relevant or not is the fact that Vaud have bought out what is essentially Whole Foods. Oh, the Heaven's Harvest thing. Heaven's Harvest, which, yeah, uh, Heaven's Gate. Um, <laughs> so uh, you can't put Heaven in front of anything without right. me going to a cult reference yeah that they basically bought out this whole food super christian chain it's hobby lobby meets whole foods yeah i'm not sure if it is if it's or are they gonna ha- if it's world building or if they're gonna have some sort of more serious sinister yeah like i think th- i think it might just be a bit of world building of, of vader still taking ever over present buying everything consume everything yeah because a, a lot of this month's one was more world expandy stuff i thought yeah the only real stuff that's definitely about season three is cindy being the hitchhiker who's like killing people on the the highways yes and then black noir's vow to hunt her down and kill her which i assume is what he gestured with with that knife that he menacingly but also (laughs) lovingly fondled yeah no his his usual silent appearance (laughs) yeah yeah because he can't be anything but silent and the other one that i couldn't decide on whether or not we'll get in season three was the the whole storm chasers thing oh her insane followers that are basically a mashup of like the proud boys and all the other lunatics that have emerged but yeah, are they going to be this voice of dissent that still stands behind everything else that she because, stood for? You know, and yeah. fuck Vaud and fuck, you know, all this mass consumerism and, you know, we need more soups and we need this and we need that. and Yeah, because she's not dead. She's not dead. She's, she's charged. up somewhere. <laughs> and that's their whole thing is they, they want to know where she's being kept. But there's no news as to whether or not we'll get Stormfront in season three. No. If if we will, I reckon they're gonna keep it back till the later half of the season as a big reveal. Like, yeah. Is she one gonna be one of those like liquidy regen tanks all hooked up to shit? Because I do enjoy seeing liquid regen tanks. If they live in liquid oxygen and breathe their own pee. <laughs> Also, I would like to see her breathe her own pee because, yeah. Horrible Nazi bitch. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And this month is where we find out about Ezekiel getting taken down by the FBSA. Yeah, unsurprisingly. Yeah, and it's not mentioned why. It's a, it's a... Just that he has been arrested and will be facing charges. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the other bits that I thought was because we had talked about in the rap last week Starlight being back in her old costume. Yes. And it seems like that is stuck. Yeah, well, she had made a couple of comments throughout season one and two from the reveal of the new costume. Mm. I was really confused about the slutty one when they were trying to garner that Christian angle. Yeah. Because 
while they may have attracted those good Christian dads, they were alienating the actual her yeah. strings, which is the mom, and, and having this overtly sexualized version of this wholesome person who had been doing the Brave Expos and all of that mm. didn't make sense to me. So having her go back fits in with that Christian narrative that they're still trying to And And garner. Cameron Coleman says as well, he's like, oh, Starlight's signaling a return to, to good, wholesome, wholesome American Christian values. Christian values, yeah. But yeah, her her costume is selling out all over the nation in uh, advance of Halloween. Yeah. And I think it's a bit of what you said last week as well, of, of anything that's anti-Nazi, and you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that That's not related to Nazis, they're just going to push that to the forefront, and they can get Starlight to kind of go back to that Well, good, Starlight didn't image. exactly enjoy that outfit. No, she, no. That, she just looked uncomfortable every time she was in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, November came with one of my favourite... October came with one of your favourite ads. Liquid Death. Oh, yeah, sorry. October came with my favourite ad. Liquid Death, yeah. Canned yeah. water. Canned water. Because there's too much plastic, in, according to scientists. And some of the dolphins, or most of the dolphins I spoke with. <laughs> there I is plastic up. everywhere. I crack up every time at that line. I just love the entire ad. And at the end, when he's setting all the plastic on fire, and the little kid, oh, it, it hurts when I breathe. But yeah, no, the Liquid Death ad is, is great. Oh, but onto actual November this time. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the Groundhog reference that we got, I was super happy. Oh, it. and he's gone to rehab. Yeah. Because Groundhog is basically Wolverine. He's a small, angry little man with clubs for hands. which would Hammers make, for hands. Hammers for hands, which would make anybody angry. Yep. Because thumbs! Yeah, no no opposable thumbs. No just... opposable thumbs. How does he pee? Because he's also in a unitard. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> But before we get hung up on that, yeah, no, it's only it's only a little short bit to say yeah he's in rehab for his fifth time. I yeah, think. The, uh, but they do also mention him being leader of the G Man. Yes, yeah, no, Greyhawk's bit is it, I think it is just a Easter egg. Yeah, just a reference. I don't think we'll actually get a character quite so ridiculous as him in the show. Yeah. And it's only it's only like a silhouette that we see. But the silhouette the is very similar to the comic book. One, oh yeah, where yeah, he's it is. quite small. He's only supposed to be like five foot. It's like Wolverine is supposed to only be like very small and stocky. So I'm yay. Yeah, and we get a a second reference to Marathon Man. Yeah, that he doesn't appear for a race. Yeah, well, no, it's no, that, that he won't be racing a train. Yeah, that a train won't be racing, and that rumors had been that it was gonna he was gonna be racing Marathon Man. But again, I think that's just to show, you know, A-Train's back in the seven. The race has been cancelled because he has to go off and deal with some super terrorist thing. Whereas in reality, he probably can't do do a race because his heart will explode. Well, he did say at the end of season two that his heart was fine. And he ran all around the city to find the guys. Yeah. And they comment like, on it. They're like, what yeah, about but your like, heart? He could have run all over the city at like a nice steady jog <laughs> as opposed to doing a flat out sprint. No, I think that was, I, I think it was when he says that his heart's good. I think that's meant to be taken literally. Oh, okay. He's back to, to full power now. Okay. They wouldn't take him back in the seven if he wasn't either, I don't yeah. think. Well, they're kind of desperate. Yeah, but no, I think he, I, I think he's supposed to be back to full power. 
Okay. Then we get a, a new hero reference as well. Oh, Gunpowder. Yes, in Gunpowder, who is going to feature in season three. But I think the the reference that we get to him here doing his Second Amendment, teaching, oh. teaching school kids all about guns in the Second Amendment, I think is just a, a little aside to introduce Gunpowder. Yeah. So that people are aware of him when season three rolls around. But he should be fun. He looks like a Judge Dredd kind of piss take. Yeah, he's got that kind of look to him with like the big heavy jacket and the helmet that he's going to be about the law. Yeah, no, he's all, all about the law and all about the guns. And we did, we saw gunpowder in episode two or three of season one on a TV spot. Yes, it was, talking about gun control as well. Um, it's played by a different actor in season so one to season three. So he's basically going to be shilling for the NRA. Yeah, oh yeah, he, he he's, he's the NRA he's, soup. He's the one with all the guns. And we get another little reference to Vought Plus as well. We find out that it's up in subscribers, surpassing yeah. all expectations. And interestingly, this month's Season 3 related stuff seems to confirm that we will have a big gap between Season 2 and Season 3. Yeah, well these seem to be occurring in kind of real time. Yeah, because each month he introduces, he says, you know, this is July and August and September. But also he says that the FBSA have released a report detailing their first 120 days in operation. Yeah. Which would be four months from when we first got our 7 and 7 segment. Yeah, well it's announced at the end of Season 2 that this is being four with mm. Victoria Newman so at least the, the timeline is going to be a little bit more rigid which I always appreciate because I have issues with timelines yeah well <laughs> if season 3 picks up at the end of, of where the 7 and 7 segments left off at least 7 months will have passed yeah. between the end of season 2 and the start of season yeah. 3 which is a good good, you know, good starting point because between season 1 and season 2 it's unclear how much time yeah, has that, actually passed that was something we talked about that it was very yeah. vague it could have been anywhere between a few days and a few weeks or and, a few months. But even then, it varied kind of from character to character as to what had occurred. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> between them, this gives it far more linear flow. Well, we hope it will. They could <laughs> they could fuck it up in the first episode of season three, but I doubt it. This, it does seem like they have intentionally yeah. stated, no, this this is kind the, of a real time thing. A timeline, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we get the report of their 120 days and everything they've done. Having a good time, basically. Yeah, and we also find out that, well, there's rumours that Secretary of Defence Bob Singer is going to run for president in Which the next election. may open up Dakota Bob as president, possibly going to take Victoria Newman with him as a running mate, and if they do get in, she'll be Vic the Veep. Yeah, and that'll be straight out of the comics. Dakota Bob is president, and Vic the Veep is... is... the Vought it plant, but, oh God, love him. <laughs> yeah, the victory from the comics is an entirely different character to Victoria Newman, and not put just. The hat on. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 not get into the dicky yeah. hat stuff. The dicky hat. <laughs> but uh, it'll be fun to see how calculating if they do go that route. Having somebody like Victoria Newman as Vic the Veep, who's very shrewd, she's very calculating, obviously she's leading some sort of double life. Yeah. Has very much her own agenda going on as well, outside of Vought's agenda, Mm. will be an interesting foil to Dakota Bob, who seems to be a straight shooter, doesn't want anything to do with Vought at all. Yeah. Does seem to have a bit of integrity somewhat <laughs> as much as can be expected from any politician yeah 
would be nice to see them their interactions yeah. if she's trying if she does ha- try and manipulate things to be more sympathetic towards Vos. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we get in November's segment was the story about Soup suing Vos. Yes. Which could be really interesting. The if class it comes action up. lawsuit for Soups who well, it was people who have been on like how do they describe it that they weren't that have been injected? Yeah, like un- un- unlawfully injected. I think is is how it's. I can't remember exactly how it's phrased, but it's over the fact that they were given superpowers. Yeah, but we've discussed this in previous episodes. What happened to all these people who just had who got injected and just had like shit powers or life threatening yeah. side effects and things like that? And obviously, yeah, well, these are like, the people who are now going to be suing them. In the comic books, there's a character in particular in Super Duper that you were talking about. Oh, the guy who, whose only power is that he can turn into an anvil. Yeah, he can't do anything else. All yeah. he can do is turn into an anvil. Yeah, if you're taking a class action lawsuit, yeah, fucking sign him up. Yeah. Like, yeah. he is useless. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there are some of them that do seem to have these really, really debilitating powers. Yeah, well, we saw, like, the like the vomit guy in Saints oh, Grove. That's not gonna be, That's not going to be a very useful superpower. That goes back to my whole thing that you should be immune to whatever your power is. Lamplighters should be... No, we're not getting that to that again. I know, I know, but, like, it's, <laughs> you know, Blachowski wouldn't have died if his own acid vomit didn't melt his face yeah yeah no i know but yeah Yeah, anybody in sage grove who seemed to be either mentally unstable well not mentally unstable but the people who seemed to be there because their powers were so unstable well i think with sage grove it was that they were testing on they were testing already mental patients whereas this lawsuit seems to be people who were injected at birth yeah is is the impression that i got and in which case yeah they probably are taking the lawsuit because they got shitty fucking superpowers yeah but yeah that will be really interesting to see if that's carried through into season three i hope I it think is it, it will be i think the presumably the trials and the testimonies are going to be an, an ongoing thing yeah um, we'll get like either that it'll be easter egg heaven with witness statements throughout the trials i yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably get a lot of the ancillary characters from the comic book showing up. Yeah. At giving witness statements that we'll just get in like little news segments and things like that. And then the verdict is going to probably be a bit a big game changer for them. Yeah, if if it's in it, that would that would definitely be a cool way to kind of have it laid out. Yeah, um, it was just it was one of those stories that I found certainly more fascinating. Yeah, well, it's it's more realistic as well to what would happen if a corporation did today what Vaughn has done. Yeah, yeah, there is going to be a class action lawsuit. Plus, it will be funny if we get to see some shitty superpowers. Shitty suit. I'm looking forward to some shitty, like some really really crap ones. Like I can dissolve into a bucket and that's it. I can be a puddle. And, and speaking of funny ones, the ad in this one for Vatland, I loved how the petting zoo was Black Nora's thing. Black Nora. Like, why in, is Black Nora the petting zoo? Why is Black Nora in his introduction making Japanese tea? Uh, who knows? Like, Black Nora has some weird hobbies. I'm down with it because he can body pop and play the piano. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I've given up questioning why Black Nora is the way he is because apparently it's hard to tell. Oh, and we get our first look at Crimson Countess in the Vatland ad because oh, she's, she's hosting Soldier Boy Ahoy. Ahoy, sailor. <laughs> um, yeah, cause she's, she was active during the 1950s, 1960s. Well, if, if she's part of Soldier 
Soldier Boy's original team, she yeah. would also have fought during World War Two with and him. And she has also not aged a day. Yeah. So, so apparently, apparently, if you were a first generation soup, yeah, yeah, you, you don't, don't age. age. Yeah. Again, that I, I because want, I, I, I would, yeah, it was just I, I didn't know why I never copped it there when they were like, oh, Soldier Boy's gonna be in this, and he's not aged. No, that was something I had thought about that. <laughs> like he should be all like daughtery yeah no that was something i thought about if soldier boy is the soldier boy from the 40s yeah who wasn't frozen and he was also probably an adult when he got the injection yeah whatever whatever variation of v they got the first go around super serum they didn't age yeah or maybe it's just if you get it as an adult it stops the aging process whereas if you get it as a baby it doesn't stop the aging process i don't know it'll be interesting to see if it's addressed v seems to be incredible incredibly unstable in how its mutations work so yeah but yeah they apparently the first gen superheroes just don't age but and crimson countess got a set of pipes on her yes and he's not the only singing superhero it no. seems one of the only things that i didn't like or not that i didn't like but that i thought was weird came in december segment when we get the bit about black nor showing up in the school to give them the bulletproof backpacks and and bulletproof backpack stuff aside they talk about how oh black nor is back on the scene after his horrible allergic reaction it's like but two months ago you were talking about how black nor was going to hunt down the hitchhiker murdering person yeah so why then in december are we talking about how black nor is back after being injured I think they do have some sort of weird... They really talk about how he suffered from a, a, a serious allergic reaction. Yeah. And then that this was his first public appearance back. But as I say, two months previous, we had they seen They had him, the, the VT of him saying they would... He'd hunt uh, down the, the uh, hitchhiker. Yeah. I just, I thought it was weird. The, the, the bulletproof backpack thing was pretty funny. But yeah, I was like, that I just thought it was weird. Yeah. But other than that, the, some of the December bits are quite fun. We have more Maeve helping the LGBT community. She's out helping the the homeless, the homeless yeah. by giving them rainbow blankets and brave Maeve pride bars. Oh, again, they're just they're yeah, it's more looking that, over their tactics. Yeah, pushing that philanthropy, pushing that yeah. inclusiveness. Eagle the Archer has a rock. Yeah, more more super singers. Yeah, yeah, that's four now, four or five. Well, they haven't most tried it at least at some point yeah in, in that actors flitting back and forth between being singers and, yeah. and actors apparently superheroes do it too yeah we get a reference then to another season three well confirmed season three superhero in blue hawk is going to be a spokesperson for our sheet yeah blue hawk is basically five yeah you you tweaked that from his get i had i hadn't that but yeah i think you're right he's... i think he's basically 5-0 and 5-0 is this like kind of 1950s styled bike cop and yeah he's, he's... Got like a big rainy helmet with like red flashing lights on it in the g-men in the comics he i think he's supposed to be the, the cyclops the type... type character yeah. but yeah he's styled like an old school cop and yeah. blue hawk is very much styled the same way yeah where he's like somewhere in between a 1950s like billy boy and a 1950s cop yeah, he's he got like a riot, riot police kind of look to him yeah, as well. He's a he's got a little bit of like rebel without a cause going on as well. So yeah, he's yeah, he's like I'm cool. I'm the man, but I'm cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our only other bit of world expandy news in December was that Annie has gotten Super of the Year from a one of the the, the Christian soup organizations. I can't remember which one, but yeah, she's been she won Super of the Year. Yeah, but that's like winning Rear of the Year. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but Stan was apparently there to congratulate her on her work. Yeah. And we find out that Victoria Newman and Huey were both there as well. Yeah. He makes a gag about ordering a drink off Huey. <laughs> yes, because Huey looks like a dish monkey. But we also got to check in with Gecko in the December. My heart goes out to Gecko, because Gecko got to do some shit to earn a living. Well, yeah, this time Gecko was letting his penis be chopped off by a guy in a Santa suit. Yeah. In fairness, we knew that the, the penis chopping did happen, and it was generally a follow-up to a, another body limb, limb being removed. <laughs> yeah, but apparently it was festively painted as well. We get that bit of information. As what? My guess is a candy cane. Uh, I'm, no, See, no, I'm not. I'm not even going to. You were going to ask us to have a bend in it, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> it's like anatomically correct candy cane. Yeah, but they they take the opportunity to throw Gecko under the bus. Oh yes, they have him as the leak who's been releasing all of this documentation about V. I don't know if they blame him for the leak that was mentioned in the earlier No, but they definitely, definitely have that he has been yeah. basically the person responsible for the world finding out about V in the first place. Yeah, and he tries been, to blame Annie. He tries to blame Annie, and he's obviously at this point been named, you know, like rear of the year, and <laughs> is America's sweetheart, and it's a good move by both Edgar and Victoria to get Gecko out of the way, and Huey, because he's... Huey's the one who targeted him. Huey and the boys are the ones who picked Gecko. Yeah. And have gotten him into all this shit. And if he was easy enough to blackmail into doing bad crap for him, and the same thing with Ezekiel. Yeah. Like, they, with enough pressure, they both cracked. Yeah. So they don't want them floating about to be questioned by anybody who is unaware of all the dirty dealings of (laughs) Vought. Yeah, it seems convenient that the only two superheroes we have, like, explicitly heard to be taken down by the FBSA are the only two superheroes who were blackmailed by Annie or the boys. Oh, you played my drum like a bongo. Played my ass like jazz. Ah. But yeah, um, that these were two who were blackmailed and revealed information about V. And as I say, they are conveniently the only soups that we've heard of so far to be taken yeah. down by the FBSA. It's a good move on Huey's part to get them out of there because if well, Huey's now become even more of a public figure. And if they were, Ezekiel would be able to say he's the person who blackmailed me definitively because... Huey was the person who blackmailed yeah, him. Yeah, and Gecko could try, well, Gecko did try and say it was Annie. Yeah, Annie, but Annie's... So it it could be Huey trying to get rid of them. It's uh, probably it could Victoria. Be, it could also be Victoria because she knows that they're weak links in the yeah. chain. You know, if depending on what Huey has disclosed to her regarding their operations, if she's aware of the fact that Gecko is the one that they squeezed and if Gecko is the one who got the sample. Well, Stormfront knew that Gecko was the one who got the sample out of the lab. So it stands to reason that Edgar knew that Gecko is the one. You know, Stormfront and Edgar seem to have this kind of like animosity, but they still shared information. Yeah, well, one, there's a good well, one sh- knew, the other seemed to know. Yeah, right. so there's a good chance that Edgar knew. So Edgar would be more than willing to just, you know, here you go, here's a, here's a freebie. Yeah, throw him you under know. the bus, sacrificial lamb. Yeah, <clears throat> good, good luck trying to execute him. <laughs> yeah. Because he seems to grow shit back. Yep, and we also get our, our last check-in with Homelander in the VNN segments when Cameron Coleman's about to launch into his tirade about the left's war on Christmas. 
we get the uh, the breaking news where Homelander appears from the tower and gives yet another apology. Oh, yes. He keeps apologizing, but the lamestream media just won't accept it. I mean, how many times does this man have to say he's sorry? He's but, so, so sorry. Yeah, his apology is is interesting because, again, it does show Vought are very much on the defensive and trying to win people back. Yeah, no, but it's it's this whole thing of, like, yeah, there's only so many times you can apologize before it becomes completely meaningless, whereas no, nothing that he has done, none of his actions have shown any growth or mm. regret or just acknowledgement of what he did. Yeah, they are, they like, are he might be condemning. Yeah, he might be condemning her, but unless he actually, you know, puts something into practice... Mm. fuck it he might as well be reading a teleprompter and the fact that he's completely dead behind the eyes doing that yeah apology and, and yeah they really they really haven't given much away for him in terms of season 3 no other than all we've got is that he's trying to distance himself from Stormfront and win back the public yeah well and in fairness everybody's trying to distance themselves from Stormfront yeah <laughs> And rightly so. These are yeah. not people you should be encouraging. <clears throat> the um, the ad for December was just a kind of V or sorry, a Vought Christmas spectacular. Oh, the Christmas show. movies? No, no. The the ad in the Vought news se- segment was just for like a a, a Vought Christmas spectacular. You know, like a, a Michael Bublé and guests type Christmas ah. show. I um, thought no, they there was a tweet that they had put out that was oh the all the Christmas Christmas, Christmas movies. movies yeah that was great yeah Stormfront and it's going to be a white Christmas yeah well uh, Liberty yeah li- yeah sorry it was Liberty um and then at the very end Alan Rickman in Die Hard so mm. I love the fact that Alan Rickman was is apparently a soup yeah. But then uh, our last 7 on 7 segment came with quite a few Easter eggs and quite a few hints for season 3 as well. Yeah, the last one they really crammed it in there and we got an interview. We got a little interview segment too, which was yeah, a little we got, tasty tasty. Yeah, we got to see nummy, nummy, num. Huey again. In a suit. In a suit. His head does not match the rest of his body. I love how at the start of the interview they, they show Huey like hooking up the mic. Oh, and being not, awkward. And not being ready as if to intentionally make him look bad for the interview. Oh, they probably did. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It totally is. Like, they really set him up in this. Was it, um, who was it? Frost? David Frost used to do that before going on to interviews would like make a comment. Mm. just before they went to air yeah that, to throw off whoever he was interviewing it's, mm. it was totally that yeah we don't really get any new information with Huey's interview no but we do get to see Cameron's aggressive interview style <laughs> yeah why do you hate American superheroes uh, yeah why do you hate soups it's a Victoria Newman just using this as a battle to you know <laughs> Yeah. Fund no, her it, personal prejudice against superheroes. The interview was hilarious. Um, Cut his mic! But we don't, as I say, we don't get any really new information from that. No, we um, do get to see Huey actually trying to be professional and answer the question. And he's talking about that, he, you know, what they, he's asked about Ezekiel and why yeah. they're trying to take down a conservative, a good, Christ-fearing man, mm. you know, an American hero. And he, Huey's like, well, we've had hundreds of anonymous. And he's like, oh, anonymous, mm. you know, don't you mean paid for? Yeah, and Huey says he can't comment on an ongoing investigation. And yeah, the exasperation, they like from the get-go, Huey's like from the first attacking question to them being cut off while he's trying to explain. Yeah. And he's just getting frustrated and angry as well, which is another tactic that mm. they do, in, that the Fox 
<laughs> to use. But I do wonder the only thing in there about Ezekiel and the ongoing investigation. I wonder will we get any of that in season three? We might get a little snippet of it. Again, it probably is going to be like just a TV spot round yeah. up, um, or a newspaper headline. It'll be some. I think it'll probably be something in the background. I don't think Ezekiel was that. No, I don't think we'll get Ezekiel back of again. A, of a no. character that will we will see more than hopefully him looking like Guy Fieri in an orange jumpsuit. Yeah. With the hair. Um, oh God, I want to see that hair like grown out badly because it it it's all like boy band bleached with his like stupid fucking sculpted facial hair. Yeah. I want to see him after like three months in prison <laughs> looking not so shiny. Looking like Joe Exotic. Yeah. And speaking of Joe Exotic, Crimson Countess is opening the Crimson Chimp Country. I can't work out if she's supposed to be a Joe Exotic ripoff or if it's supposed to be a nod because of the era that she's from. If it's, it's supposed to be a nod to Tippi Hendren uh, of the Bird's fame who owns a non-profit big cat sanctuary in Hollywood. It could be. I, I Just given that they're a similar era. and I know, think less people would know about that and more about people. About the Tippi Hendren one, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the other reason that I think it, it might be like oh, the song. A, a Tiger King reference is because, yeah, she's she's releasing a song, Chimps Don't Cry, I think is what it is. I have now but, just got the cure of Boys Don't Cry stuck in my head, but yeah. with boys replaced with chimps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I reckon that's just supposed to be a, a little Tiger King. Yeah. I, I don't think it's, it's going to show up at all in no. season three. <laughs> Nor do I think Termite will show up in season three. Oh, Termite's like reality dating. No, Termite's Oh, the, the fucking movie. Hmm. The movie that was giving me real B-movie vibes. Yes. Although Termite is presumably the little hero we saw diving into that lady's vagina in the very oh, first episode. yeah! I just thought he was... Yeah, that makes sense now. I just thought he was just a random tiny person. Well, and yeah. man. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess yeah. that's what they were going for with that one. And I, I don't think we'll get to see Termite's movie, and I don't think we'll get to see Red, White, and Blue Justice, which is Blue Hawk's new reality TV that's show. That's basically cops. It's Yeah, well, it's, it's cops, but for superheroes. Oh, gosh. Uh, the, the, the part that I thought was terrifying about that was the fact that uh, Blue Hawk invites fans to come out with him on the streets. Come curb stomp some people! <laughs> yeah. Oh, the waivers. They've got to sign death waivers. <laughs> they probably do have to sign death waivers yeah we are not responsible for anything that may happen to you yeah because shit gonna happen to you <laughs> but that's all the like world expanding stuff yeah. i think well oh, sorry i i was wrong when i said that was the last thing we got about homelander because they do say in this one that homelander is going to be giving the keynote speech at the annual vot shareholders meeting yeah which is that the very very first episode of season one we got to see the annual the vot yeah. shareholders meeting with the deep and with annie's introduction, annie's introduction. Yeah. Do they also set up in that episode the the reality show? Well, that's that's the season three important stuff. Yes, is is that we find out a about Godalkin University, which I don't think so much is season three important, but spin off important. I'm just glad that Godalkin's coming into it because I was wondering what they were going to do. James Godalkin in the comic books operates independent of Vought, but is kind of tolerated by Vought because his his teams, which are all kind of 
it it is an X Men parody, so he's got the G Men. He's got like there's, there's G Wiz, there's, there's Pre Wiz. Yeah, there's tons of there's, tons of different has, teams. He has he just has all these numerous spawn. Yeah, it's X Men, X Force. And as some get old, they swap them out for new ones, and he's always got new talent coming in. Now, in the comic books, he's a horrible, horrible, horrible person. They're probably not going to use yeah, that aspect of it because he he's basically. He's a big, dirty pedophile. Yeah, he's stated to be a pedophile. He kidnaps, he basically kidnaps kids and injects them with V yeah. and then raises them in his own weird G mansion. And yeah, it, they, in this, they've got it set so that he has a university. Yeah. He's probably going to be the dean in some yeah, capacity. We, we reckon he'll he'll if he's in it, he'll be the dean of the university in the spin off show. Yeah. And, and that is I my theory is that there the university's gonna be kind of instead of having all these teams going on, we're gonna see them as fraternities and sororities. Yeah, competing against each, each other. Each other as as some sort of like death league or whatever. Mm. Or like as a as show or you know, everybody's competing for spots on these main teams. Yeah. And, you know, different teams probably recruit out of different frat houses. Frats, yeah, exactly. So, so if you want to, if you want the best chance to get on this, you need to rush this house, mm. which is as much as my knowledge of the American Greek letters system <laughs> yeah, but, and what I've learned from Animal House. But yeah, I think, I think that's in there as a bit of a, a setup for the, the spin-off. Yes. But they also mentioned the hero draft. And yeah, how, they've got two open spots on the seven. Well, no, the hero draft is to get the heroes out to the various different cities. Yes, it's basically like the <clears throat> NFL draft, where they're yeah. they're picking them from college level, only instead of it being yeah, USA-wide, they they've got Goldog and University to pick from. Yeah, and that, we find out, is where Maeve, Deep, and A-Train were recruited for New York from yeah. Godolphin University. So, yeah, we might see some of the heroes from Godolphin University in this season because of the hero draft. I, but I think it's more to do with the spin-off. Yeah, well, I think the draft will probably be at least a focus point of one episode because it is going to be fresh blood coming in. Mm. You're probably going to have something to do with Mallory and Butcher reviewing new soups that are coming onto the radar. We might get a backdoor pilot in this <laughs> season for isn't that what they call them? <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry. Get, get over yourself. <laughs> Answer the question. Um, if you if you if you say that's the, the technical term for it. Is it not what it's called? I don't know. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know like, they did like it. Wayward Sisters Wayward and Supernatural Sisters, where they the, the guy that we thought would play Frenchie if they ever did a in live Bloodlines, action. Yeah. yeah, in Bloodlines. Yeah, I think we might ones. we might get an episode in season three that does set up the spin-off yeah they probably will i'm really hoping if they ever bring in a way to have the huey undercover storyline mm-hmm. that it will probably be something like he is sent to this university because yeah. you're not going to send any of the rest of them to it so i think that might be a way to get an introduction that we might get them maybe mm. not huey because he's now no maybe not huey but maybe they try and the female they might get away with no she i don't think they'll send i don't think they'll send anybody from the main show over to the, the spin-off well I think no, we might no, get no we might get them on like say one episode where yeah. they've gone undercover onto it oh, and, yeah. and the most 
the actual, the only one that makes sense to do that with is the female, or we'll get Annie going to it for this draft, or... Well, I don't know if we get Annie going to it for the draft, because we find out that Annie is going to be judging the auditions for oh, the seven. Okay. But we might get at least some nod to the draft going on and mm. a visit to the university, either with her perspective students. Yeah, or the boys keeping an eye on what's going on there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that that's it's definitely more to do with the spin-off than yeah. season three because I think the seven auditions we're definitely going to get to see more of in season yeah. three. Yeah, if anything, if we only get to see it, say as the how they did the the deep's wife's auditions <laughs> that were like interspersed. Yeah, I think it might be like that kind of thing where it'll be throughout the season we'll see snippets of it of the reality show. And we're going to get updates going on throughout it because I can't wait to see it. I. I want to see a Ninja Warrior style course. I want to see them <laughs> yeah. having to do mad shit. Yeah, I want to see the actual, what they actually have to do to audition, yeah. not just I want to see the talent section too, yeah. where they like, where they have like, not what is your actual superhero thing you can do. Mm. I want to see like a random talent section. <laughs> yeah. Just for shits and giggles. I want to see some bitch tap dance. Yes, yes. But yeah, now we get a, a list of 10 soups that are going to be... Yes, and some um, of them are... Some are new. Yeah, some are new and some are... Pre-existing. Yeah, some are pre-existing. But all in all, across the seven segments, yeah. we got quite a list of soups mentioned. Yeah. We were not, we're definitely not going to get them all in season three. No, but it is still nice to see that the smaller soups are still being included because this is a world that's supposed to be quite heavily populated mm. by superheroes. Every city, now like when you look at the DC universe, every city has its own major superhero. That still seems to be the case for this universe as well. Yeah. Whereas in this universe, they they're get sold. Moved. Yeah, they're, they, yeah, this, this universe is slowly becoming basketball. Yeah. You know, but we, I, I think I commented on how it was nice that we got these kind of tertiary soups and in season one and season two, mm. we probably only did get maybe four or five. Now we're starting but to we're get starting more to get and more. Quite more, a lot more. Yeah. Like we know we're getting Soldier Boy, Crimson yeah. Countess, Gunpowder, Blue Hawk, Supersonic, and um, I saw somewhere an article, it hasn't been in the VNN, but I saw an article about the they're like the TNT twins. I think they're that, supposed to be the Wonder Twins. Yeah, basically they're the Wonder Twins. I'm pretty sure they're on a G team of some. Yeah, I don't know how they're worked into season three, but they are going to be in season three. They might be three. in G Force. And then the list of ones that got mentioned either in the Vought News Network segments or as being one of the ten to compete for the, yeah. the seven is about about fourteen or fifteen yeah. different soup names, and most of them are from the comics. Most of them are from the G Men, in fairness. Yeah. Well, if the yeah. The G-Men are the most populous because there's something like 10 teams. Mm. You've got the actual G-Men and then there's like seven or eight or nine other teams because there's like a UK-based team as well. Yeah, yeah. They're like the X-Men. There's just mm. hundreds of them. But it's, <laughs> it's, it is. It's really nice to see all this stuff getting brought in. And the segments themselves were a great way to expand the universe, yeah. to tie up a couple of things and to set up a couple of things. And just to keep people ticking over in the meantime. One of my favourite soups got mentioned as competing. And I swear to God, if he is not wearing the cone of shame and a pair of boxing gloves. Oh, Critter. Critter. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to be I, yeah, I hope we get. I really hope we get. Critter's one of the ones who's auditioning for the seven. Yeah. And I really hope we get to see Critter. Critter looks like a fucking a, a Wookiee, basically. He's a Wookiee who wears boxing gloves and a giant comb of sh- cone of shame around his head. 
just stop him chewing himself. Yeah, I know. Um, Critter's great fun. Uh, we might get Dog Knot if we've got Critter. Yeah, he's on the Teenage Kicks. He's in Teenage Kicks, and he'd be kind of similar enough. Mm, but the VOD News Networks, the 7 on 7 segments, just really made me even more hyped for season 3. They did. They also ruined one of my theories, which was that Sil- Cindy was Silver Kincaid, because their, their powers were quite similar. Mm. However, Silver Kincaid has been confirmed as competing for a place on the 7. Yeah. So she's not Cindy. But no, I'm still going to get... we might get to see her. Yeah, and we might get to see... I know they never mentioned Nubia. No, Nubia doesn't get mentioned. And Nubia's got some like really freaky but powers, and I'd I'm like to wondering, see her. I'm wondering, is Moonshadow, who has been mentioned... Is she is, going to it, be Nubia? It, yeah, she's going to be on the, the seven auditions as well. Yeah. They haven't mentioned anything as to what her powers are, but Nubia in the G-Man is kind of the Storm yeah. character. So yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see just how much of the seven audition characters we get to see. I'd love to see them all yeah I also uh, wonder if Europa is going to be purple yeah Europa's the the nightcrawler yeah but apart from that I don't think there's any others really no no um, that are like because unfortunately with the G-Men there's that many of them oh yeah that they're all kind of blank slates yeah a lot of the the G-Men are either obvious X-Men ripoffs or just we just threw names on the page because there's loads of them yeah very little of them even have lines yeah so yeah they are kind of blank slates to work with for the show so it's it's kind of hard to be excited about something you literally don't know anything about yeah um, we could speculate till the cows come home but I think we've done enough speculating yeah. over the last two weeks in fairness yeah but I think it's probably time to wrap things up yes um, we've covered what about an hour and 20 minutes on 30 odd minutes of YouTube videos yes but this is what happens <laughs> yep so guys we will be back next week with Mono Rants at the Movies I know I said that last week but we will be back next week with Mono Rants at the Movies yeah sorry this happened and we got a release date for season 3 so obviously we were going to talk about that yeah yeah uh. in the meantime you can follow us on Twitter at Rants Mono or you can send us an email to monorantspodcast at gmail.com and you can check out all our old podcasts on your various podcast providers and we will see you next week guys bye bye We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are Monorats. We are One Core Level 2 Podcast. This is Sci-Fi.